0: Sub-due, sub-due, call the podcast. Back. This is day one after the murder trial of George Floyd. Found guilty of all three counts. It should have been murder one, but murder two, manslaughter, and I forgot the third charge. When I see a lot of black people celebrating, dancing in the streets, and just really acting as if this is a victory. Um, really this should be how things are just naturally. So I'm gonna bring in the the homies and we're gonna talk about this shit. So what's the deal?
1: What's hiding? Happening? It's what's happening?
0: Hi. Shit man. After we after yesterday, we knew that people was gonna show their ass. So the Raiders owner jumps right to Twitter and tweets, I can't breathe," showing that he disagrees with the verdict and that he was on Derek Chauvin's side. So now he's catching a lot of flack and he's recanting. and He's trying to say he's sorry and that he has to look at things from a different eye and that this has taught him so much. Of course, saying all the things that they want him to say but this is a bunch of bullshit man how y'all feel about this
1: he's a lying piece of shit straight up I ain't even gonna sugarcoat it he's a racist motherfucker that took an opportunity to come out and say what he had to say like these other Trump supporters and these motherfuckers that have been waiting to be racist he took the opportunity to just let let everybody know how he feel Right after the verdict, you tweet that you insisted of bastard. Like, how you gonna do that, bro? Regardless if you really feel like that, it's your responsibility as you know a professional, as a businessman, as an owner of a team to represent them well. It's your responsibility to do that. So he dropped the ball on that when he showed his racist colors, true colors, like just like all of the rest of America, white, uh, white America that's on that shit. There's no apologizing. You taught me shit. You already knew was right and was from wrong. You said what you said, mean it. Don't be a coward. Mean it. Some bullshit. No. We ain't accepting none of that shit. No apology. Fuck the writers. Fuck the owner. Fuck them all. Period.
2: Um for me. Well, I didn't, I didn't really uh look at it, but. If he is apologize, I actually took it at first, but until you said that he apologized for it, the way I took it, when I seen it, what first registered in my head when it says I can breathe, I was, I took it as, but this is just my thinking of it. I took it as it being said as there was there's some form of Breath now because of what happened to George Floyd. Um, there's finally some kind of justice in an unfair justice system. So I took it originally as I can breathe, like, ah, oh, like we got, we, it's not a huge victory, but we got some kind of victory. Now hearing that he's taking back his. His statement, you're not meaning it in the same way that I took it. So, therefore, hey, man, that's, hmm, you know, you're showing your ass on that one. That's how I look at it.
3: True. Actually, I took it the same way, you it. Um, I thought he meant like meant it in a good way. But just hearing that makes me feel like, okay, maybe he didn't. And maybe it was just a misguided quote. Like it was in poor judgment to say I can breathe, given the fact that George Floyd was saying he can't breathe. Um,
1: (laughs) How are y'all sitting up here giving this white man the benefit of the doubt? They ain't never meant no good towards us. They don't think of us good. Like how do y'all instantly jump to say that I thought I took it in a good way? That was an instant diss. Remember, I can't breathe. Remember, yeah. I, that, that was a diss to that. That's like all lives matter. That's what that was. That was clearly that. Like, how do y'all automatically just want to give them the benefit of the doubt just saying, oh, maybe he meant, no, they ain't never thought of good of us like that. Like, come on, man. Like, we can't be, and we didn't get no small victory either. But people keep talking about this small victory shit. I didn't know. Why do we keep accepting small victories? Why are we accepting that bullshit? Give them a little bit. Give him a little bit. Okay, we'll take it. Like, come on, man. We can't keep accepting that shit as black people. We got a small victory. No, we need a big victory. That was bullshit. He should have got charged. First degree murder. Okay, we couldn't prove that it was premeditated, but we damn sure proved that it was on purpose because he stood and had a knee on his neck for nine motherfucking minutes on camera while people looking at him. That's intent. He meant to kill him. Fuck out of here with that, man. Come on.
2: I mean... Whether whoever said it, I mean, I didn't, I'm not taking it off of the owner, like I stated. I'm going off of how I took it as I can, for myself, I can breathe, as in, oh, okay, there's some kind of, in an unfair justice system, there's, it led to something. I mean, he could have got away with everything. I take it as a small victory based upon, what 20 something years ago, or even longer than that, there was a video of Rodney King getting beat and all those dudes got acquitted. So if I take it in the world of sports, you take the small victories in order, you gotta win small in order to get to a championship. And for us, it has been a long overdue process of us getting a big victory. Which we deserve a big victory, but I'm taking small victories until we get to that big victory. And this is better than the alternative of him being treated like he was Rodney King.
3: Right. And everyone well,
2: getting
1: in
0: the pudding. So so the way the way I look at it is that yes, it's a a a small victory and they that people don't need to be dancing in the street for something that should happen every day but then you turn around and another one gets killed so what are we celebrating we celebrating the kid getting spanked after doing something bad because if that's not changing the behavior then what are we really doing here So, I think that it's all one big ass show, and we all watching.
3: Not only that, here's my deal. Um, I didn't really pay attention, at least according to the quote, I ain't paying attention to exactly who it was. So, there's that literally went over my head. But when it comes to the small victories, um, I agree with everybody else. We got to it takes the small victories to get to the big ones. And there was a big victory in this trial. What other trial did you see the police wall of silence or whatever they have broken? Where you have many people within that same department who admitted what he did was not part of training and was not called for. They never do that. They will never admit that. They will tap dance around that question. And that was key in even getting him, even with all the video, even with everything, he still could have been acquitted. The key part of the trial was the police officers willingly um, getting on stand and admitting that was not training and he was nowhere near supposed to do that. And admitting that he was wrong under oath. That is something you never see in any of these um, cop trials ever no one ever admits that their colleague was wrong and even if they are even if they are going against policy you have never seen another cop get on stand and say that and that honestly is what i believe was key in getting it now yes we would have wanted murder one but they threw that out in the very beginning but like i said the biggest part of that is getting their colleagues on board and calling them out mm-hmm. That's
0: taking,
1: great. taking these small victories is just bullshit, though. It's 2021, man. Like I don't, we cannot be content with this.
0: But, but the but a big victory is, is not gonna come from the system. The big victory has to come from us.
1: We're, we're, but we're, we're saying victory. This ain't no victory, though. That man's family has to watch their father, sons, uncles, brothers' death. On video for the rest of their lives you think that cop serving eight years and getting out and probably getting another job is justice that ain't just that video is on camera his kids got to watch that forever that ain't no damn justice there ain't no victory to them they could say it is in public all they want but come on now picture if that was your daddy or your son or your cousin or your brother how would you feel if you got to watch that on TV knee on his neck that's how your father get murdered you think that's justice I'm gonna leave it at that. So,
2: so it's not. I mean, so if it doesn't even equivalent or account to a even a small victory, what's the point of him being guilty in the first place? If it doesn't matter.
1: Yeah. Being guilty of, of what though? That like you gonna get a slap on the wrist? You're supposed to get the right punishment. You're supposed to get the correct punishment for what you did. That's a slap on the wrist.
2: But like how are you, you supposed to get the right punishment if this? If we all, all four of us, agree that the system is all messed up, if the system is exactly. messed up, you know. So what the fuck are we celebrating
1: for? Small victories for? We have celebrate. bigger fish to fry. So if if
2: the small victory doesn't matter, then therefore you know, It
1: don't. So, so
0: so what he's saying is, if we in, in the middle of a war, when you stab a nigga in war, you don't celebrate that you stabbed that nigga. You keep stabbing more niggas. So let's keep stabbing niggas and let's keep going and stop celebrating like we done. We ain't.
3: I don't think anybody's celebrating like we're done. (laughs) Like I said, it's a it's like that small step toward Mm -hmm. acknowledgement. Mm -hmm. And I get what Ronnie's talking about with a big victory. Yes, we want a big victory. It's been past time for a big victory but the biggest thing is you can't miss the small steps. Who has ever gotten to a big victory without getting small victories first? That has never happened. It,
1: it's smoking mirrors, though, man.
3: Years. I get it. So It's been so. years, but it's one of those things where we're still grappling with a system that views us as less than human.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, so y'all, Everyone thinks that Obama becoming president was a victory that too, huh? That, that wasn't was no, no damn, damn victory. victory. That, that was, was a fucking protest. shit show. They, they gave, gave us Trump, Trump right after that. that, like they was teasing us, that they fucking with us. Oh yeah, we'll let him become president, show him he ain't got no real power, and kick him the fuck off. There ain't no victory, it's a tease. That's conv- right. convict everybody else, else too. too. That did that
0: All shit. All right, so we got to get to this Brett Favre situation. So, so now we got people showing their ass. As Brett Favre comes out and says that it's hard to believe that Derek Chauvin meant to kill George Floyd. So now you got people that are coming out in Chauvin's defense publicly. How do you feel about this quote from Brett Favre and how people are coming out the woodwork showing their ass, showing how they really feel about the scenario?
3: Now that's some BS because here's my deal. Um, When it comes to cops and any black male or black person, period, they use excessive force and excessive force is meant to what to kill or at least to create great harm where you're almost dead. So you can't convince me that you're sitting up here thinking, oh, he didn't mean to. It didn't take three officers to kneel on him. It didn't. It didn't take all that, but they did it. And then it didn't take nine minutes. So, I mean, what was the other intent? What, like, at that point, because it's like other than shutting him down permanently and proving a point, so how else do you do that? Just because he didn't shoot a gun at him to his head or to his heart doesn't mean he didn't have any ill intent. So, I mean, there's that.
2: Brett Favre is on some Man, Brett Favre is, that's a wild statement. Um, and then a couple weeks before that, I guess he comes out and says that sports and politics shouldn't be mixed in and there's other ways and blah, 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 blah. So Brett Favre is on one right now. I'm like, I I disagree with him 100% on this. And I mean, he he showed his his true colors well he has always shown his colors but I mean he just came out and put it out there what side of the fence that he's really on you know and just keep in mind Mr. Favre you didn't win those those titles that you got with just white players but you know
1: It ain't no nice way to say this. He's just like a lot of them that's been coming out and, and, and exposing who they really are. the are racist all along, bro. You've been, a, you've been fake this whole time. Faking like you give a fuck about black people. The first chance you get, the first chance you get, you want to show how you really feel. That's the most ignorant, idiotic statement anybody can make. If anybody disagrees that that wasn't That he didn't mean to do that. You're racist because that's dumb to say that. You can't put your knee on somebody's neck for nine minutes. And say that you did not mean to do that. You got people screaming at you talking about get off his neck. You got the man himself screaming I can't breathe. You got the cell phones recording. You got It's going viral. This man was that arrogant because he didn't give a fuck. He meant to do that shit. Yes he did. And for Favre to come out and say that, I'm sure there's a lot of Brett Favre fans, white people, that agree. You racist, too. Face it. You racist. You don't fuck with black people. You never have. You've been faking this whole time. Fuck Brett Favre. Oh, man, I ain't got no respect for that man and anybody who agree with him. It's
0: funny that these quotes are coming directly from the NFL after the testimony. Showing you how the inner circle of the NFL actually feels. This shit's retarded. Like I don't know what they want niggas to do, but we ain't going for this shit no more, man. This shit is utterly ridiculous. Like, nigga, what you mean? What you mean? Like, if if a nigga was in in a vicinity, a nigga would have turned around, and pulled up his pants. Say what you mean, nigga? Because that That shit would have... That's the shit that'll get you beat up right there. Straight up. So let's get to this NBA NBA news, man. Because at the same same time while we talk about white people looking at us in a certain way, we got to stop tripping and we got to get our shit together, man. So NBA players, Rocket players getting the big-ass brawl in a strip club in Miami. Joe was Houston Rockets guard, Sterling Brown. He was assaulted outside the strip club early Monday morning. There were about five Houston Rocket players there, and there is an investigation coming by the NBA to figure out what the hell that was doing and what the fuck was going on. But Niggas is being niggas everywhere. This is it's this whole i'm um, back outside shit that niggas is on. And right when niggas get back outside, you see nigga shit happening. What's your thoughts on this?
1: You got people, I mean, I'll just say lack of training, like the police department said, lack of training. We need to do more training. We need to train better. need to train better as parents lack of training we'll just blame it on that lack of training it's a lack of training it's a deeper problem than just niggas don't know what they're doing or you know they that they need to get their shit together it's it's you know you get a lot of these cats who are athletes come from nothing raised by single mothers in a gutter and they get this money and they never had a life culture or a father for a figure for for that matter to you know, teach them how to act and, and show them how to act once you get this money. And that's why a lot of them end up like, you know, the, the on the path of the trails, pretty wells, and the wine wagons and cast and you know, Antoine walk cast like that. That's been through sh- shit off the court, you know, spending up all their money. So it's a it's a lot of these guys don't have the tools when they get this money and they end up getting into shit like this. So, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to uh, to say what we need to do but obviously there's a problem because they keep, these are millionaires getting into bar fights. Like you're a millionaire, you know, it makes no sense to us, but it's really a deeper, a deeper problem. You saw
3: them from like a bar party
0: This was a strip club.
3: Yeah. See, with stuff like this, it's like really cliche. It's like, I don't know. Like I said, it's more than just training because like the confrontations, who knows what it flares up from. But sometimes every and it's hard when you're dealing with Sorry guys, but man, <laughs> it's, it's one of those things somebody confronts you about something, it's hard to de-escalate because you worried about somebody punking you in public. You can't look like a punk. You can't say, you know, man, like gone somewhere. Sometimes whoever the healing is is not gonna back off anyway. So it's literally I mean, you're made to look like a punk. Do I do this? Do I do that? And it's it's just all a mess. So damned if you do, damned if you don't.
2: Man, I think with some of the Houston Rockets players, they took what they were doing on the court, off the court. And what I meant yeah. was they ass on the court so they went to the strip club to go see the ass. So, you know, it's just both, you know what I'm saying? They ass on the court and they went to the strip club and they showed the ass. And so that's, that's, that's what it is and then Like uh, the Mighty Lioness was saying, like these, I mean, ego, ego, that's all it is. You get into these ego fights and you don't want to back down or say sorry or whatever the case may be. And you get in these ego fights and then it ends up doing something like this. But then when you all of a sudden out of the NBA and I mean, it's a different scenario for him. Um, But the name that came, when you struggling like you, what's his name? Delonte West and stuff like that, because you ain't in the NBA no more and you ain't making that money. Then you're going to realize, oh, shoot, you know, they just take it for granted. So many people want to get into the NBA. And you got these dudes in the NBA. You know, ain't nothing wrong. You know, go to the strip club if you want to, but at least conduct yourself in a way. Where you ain't ass on the court and ass off the court. <laughs>
1: Damn. On the
0: court. That's, that's some crazy. real shit, though, man. Them niggas got some growing up to do. They lost like what, like 25, 30 games straight. But y'all at the strip club, that's why y'all niggas are losing. They probably lost be in, the fight, too. Y'all should be in the club, you know what I'm saying, shooting jumpers. Didn't Kobe teach you anything? You know what I'm saying? Niggas didn't learn anything from Kobe. He left you the manuscript. I don't know, man. So speaking of Kobe, man, Vanessa Bryant has chose not to renew her partnership with Nike. uh, Black creators and black brands are no longer being slaves to these big corporations and conglomerates. And they feel like they can get their money better off by themselves. Or test the waters, you know what I'm saying? See what the market is. So how do y'all feel about Vanessa Bryan taking Kobe's estate and not renewing their partnership with Nike?
3: Did she yes. say, um the why at all? Nope. Just not
0: renewing?
3: mm I mean, technically, I, I don't disagree. I think it's a good move, especially if she can... Um, Something on her own, and that way she's getting the the totality of the money from those sales to go to her family rather than a portion to Nike. And then Vanessa Bryan seems to be a woman with a good head on her shoulders, so I know there's a valid reason. there, there is a reason she probably is not sharing it. But um, I, I definitely think it's it's a smart move, especially if the move is to do something more independent.
1: Yeah, I think um, I forgot who Kobe told this to. I can't remember if it was an NBA player or a coach, but when he retired, he told them that watch my next 20 years be better than these last 20 years y'all seen. He told somebody he was going to be greater off the court than he was on the court. And you know how competitive Kobe was. Kobe told Phil Jackson. To tell michael jordan to come here so he could tell him to his face that he'll kick his ass one-on-one when he was 19. kobe when he set his mind out to do something people may feel that okay he's not as good as jordan but he came damn motherfucking close so you know when kobe say he's gonna do something he's gonna do it so that lets me to believe that i heard some reports too that kobe was reportedly wasn't going to re-up that contract with nike Kobe was a businessman. Kobe made like 200 million after he retired off the court in a couple of years. His net worth went up dramatically when he retired. So he was making business moves. So who knows what he had up his sleeve to do 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 his own sneakers. Maybe just release them under his own. You got that much money, you don't need fucking Nike. Jordan separated from Nike eventually and he's Jordan. He's not Nike anymore, he's Jordan. So taking that type of, making that type of move gives a lot of these athletes that type of power to be signed by a, a, a black owner or, or independent entity outside of Nike, Under Armour, and all these big big companies. Like I think that Vanessa is just like her husband. Kobe said she was more competitive than him. Hence the reason why she let him do what he do. And Vanessa gonna be trying to keep her, uh, carry out the dream. The marathon continues. So big up to, I fuck with Vanessa. Shout out to Vanessa for that, for making that power move and continue the to, to, to brand, the black Mamba legacy.
2: Yeah, that was, I, I believe that was a great move for her and her family. I mean, because you think about if Nike came out with another, a new Kobe shoe, how much money is that shoe going to make after his death? You know? So instead of letting Nike take that hype and get that revenue, it goes strictly to her and her family. And I had, heard a rumor anyway that Kobe was going to come out with his own shoe. So she's probably just continuing um, the plan that they already discussed and doing all that and then how they got, um, what is it? Um, they got a whole bunch of trademarks for uh, Gigi and all the other things. So they're they making their moves and putting putting everything in their own hands. And that's what we should do. Put it if you if you got the funds to do it, and you got the cojones to do it, do it on your own. You know, get all that revenue yourself. Stop relying on, in in that case, Big Brother, uh, to try to help you out because they're gonna take a portion of that. And Nike already made enough money off of Kobe.
0: That's some real shit, man. R.P. to Kobe, man, they on some power move shit. We're going to see what comes out of that, man. So that was definitely a power move. I feel like they got something in store. Kobe was definitely focused on biz, multi business ventures. So we're going to see where all that should go. So speaking of Bryant, though, we got another police shooting Police shooting killed teenage girl, Makai Bryant, in Columbus, Ohio, after she was yielding the knife on her property, trying to protect herself from getting jumped by some people that came to her house. The police pulled up. They didn't even tell her to freeze, announced themselves, dropped the knife, nothing. They pulled up and shot her four times in the chest. She died on the scene. She was 16. When the news reported it, the there, there news was reporting her as a young lady. That's a 16-year-old. That is a child. Stop trying to change the narrative with your words. or twisting it, saying that was a young lady. The police pulled up and brutally murdered a child, shot her four times in the chest without a word. This is ridiculous, man. Have you guys heard about this? The day after Chauvin this is what happens. So this shows you the true temperature of America. See, and this is what I'm saying.
1: You're so happy, uh, this bird. and then the very next day this shit happens. It's like, y'all don't see that they're taunting us. The after this, now people say, oh, it was just, I, I can't believe I saw some people, even some black people. I'm sorry, I gotta tell the truth on this one. It was justified because she had a knife in her hand. Man, if you don't get the fuck, what are you talking about? That's justified. The cops do that when they see black people. You see videos of uh, white people talking shit. Oh, I'll kill you. Get the fuck out of my face. You see the dude waving a gun walking towards the police. But every time they pull, just like they pulled up on Tamir Rice when he was outside with the toy gun that they called and said was a toy gun. Mind you, this boy is 12. They pull up on him, no question asked, and they start dumping within 0.5 seconds. That's, bro, that's intentional as fuck. Like, that's, like, what are we talking about here? They don't try to, no other tactic. He immediately puts four holes in her chest and kills her. He don't need, bro, like, four, four holes, four holes. Right after the George Floyd, they're sending a message. They are sending a message, man. This is what happening. Ain't no, oh, that they need better training, or that's not part of the training system. No, that's KKK motherfuckers dressed in police uniforms, period. That's what that is. That's disgusting, man. It's disgusting to see that they could easily kill our children and don't give a fuck. Let a fucking 13 or 14-year-old white t- uh, child get murdered by a black cop in America and see what happens to this motherfucking town. Come on, man. We're so fine with it These are children, dude. I got a fifteen-year-old daughter. Come on, man. I got a twelve-year-old son right now. Timmy Rice. Like I'm disgusted, man. I'm tired of this racist ass country and this racist ass system and these racist ass punk ass cops.
3: No, I a thousand percent agree. Is one of those they never give black people. To the they never give us a chance. Like, it's a knife. She was not charging at a cop. She didn't even know they were there. She's defending herself on her property, which of course that was probably left out of whatever call they received. And immediately shoot. And I agree with Caleb, like for the news to twist it and call her a young lady. She's a 16 year old child. She is still a minor. Like that was uncalled for. Like there was nothing. And I guarantee you there's no charges because she they're gonna use the justification that she had a weapon. Not that the weapon was used toward anything, the point where she was defending herself, and of course, whoever she was defending herself against, of course, also did not receive any charges for being trespassing on property or anything else. So it's all messed up. Period.
2: Oh man. <clears throat> Based on what I seen um and I'm still looking into it and everything so I don't have no final um verdict or anything. Um yes, the news should have put out there that she she was a teen. This is not a you know, they try to make it seem like oh you know young lady i i i get the whole thing of young lady cuz like when people be like oh hey how you doing young man you know but they try they try to put wool all over our eyes on that um and i get that and then i seen the video of everything um of what i have seen i still have to go look at it even more and it more. Um, What I seen, the cop didn't automatically just pull out his weapon. Um, What I have seen, I seen him, his first thing was he raised his arm with whatever sleeve he had. So before he drew his weapon, he went, hey, hey, what's going on? Or whatever the case may be. And then in that video clip, um, you see one girl on the ground, she got kicked in the head or whatever the case may be. And then the girl in the pink, which is the victim in this case, um, the other girl that was leaned against the car, um, the girl with the knife, was going to go handle her business and um, stab her. So um, in that case, then the cop technically met force with force um as an emt this is not a cop but as when i was an emt um one of the things that they taught you as an emt is you can meet force with force now i don't know the whole scenario of police because i'm not a police officer but what that meant as an emt is if force was being done to me i was able to pick up an oxygen bottle and hit you with it force meaning force so the knife in this case is considered even though a gun is more dangerous than what a knife is and you got to be in closer range um the force with force was pretty much the girl being able to take a life you know from the other girl with the stabbing. So that's the whole shooting aspect of it all. Me I'm not it's still some some BS and everything of that nature um, to see what they come up with is to be de- ter- to be determined um he may get a get away with it because of of the whole nice situation but i can i can see it from both standards but i don't have no i don't have no final verdict of
0: Damn, oh, hey okay, man, man hey man. Here, man so so oh, this bro, w- what you're talking about is a direct example of that army officer that was met at gunpoint, extensive force by the police at the gas station, video went viral a couple weeks ago, Mm -hmm. is that we don't even get an opportunity to present ourselves to get a benefit of the doubt, to get anything but excessive force. And the problem is that every time that you deal with us, you deal with us with excessive force. So whether we're innocent, whether we're guilty, whether we're on our own property, defending our own life, like you can legally do, that's your legal constituted right. When it comes to weapons, when it's on your own property, you are legally constituted to defend your own life and your own property with your life. So if you came in my house and I shot you, that's legal. If you came on my property and I shot you, that is legal. I'm there, so nothing about her having that knife, whether her intentions was to use it or not, was completely legal. She was on her property; they were trespassing on her. So, for her to be con- co- committing a legal act, and for the cop to not even try to decipher what was going on, and just to shoot her because she has a knife, because she's aggressive, she's on her property. When people came to assault her. You think that she's paying attention? She's fighting for her life.
1: But instead of
0: people, instead of defending her, fighting for her life, you took it. There's no, there's no explanation for that.
2: You're, you're saying that the the cop he didn't just come out and draw his weapon.
0: Right. I didn't that say fucking matter, I didn't man. say that he just came out and drew his weapon. So when, man, I said he, that he you're talking on. about meeting force with force. The force is constituted is a constitutional right given to you in America. This was her constitutional right. She was on her property defending her own self. She can defend your life with your life. This is in the constitution. So what was so what force legally What's she doing? She was doing exactly what she should do. Because if five people pull up to your house and jumped you and you was out there with a knife and the police pulled up and you still had the knife in your hand, they could shoot you because that's force with force. Is that what you're saying to me? If you were putting that shoes and people came to your house to, to do harm to you, you're going to defend it with every bone in your body. And that's what that little girl was doing. There's no there's no constituting it, there's no reason for that, there's no place for that. And that's why George Floyd case we we say is not a victory at all, because 24 hours later, the system shows you that a verdict putting one nigga in jail doesn't change the system at all.
2: Okay, so my question would be to the panel. My question will be, if, if we were in that situation That's as not nothing, right. but we were in a situation as the cop, what should the cop do? Maybe maybe there needs to be a conversation of how that should be. So what would you guys do if you were the cop? Just let her stab her. It's, it's not, not even about. See, 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 I can't believe
1: you're sitting up here You're pretty much justifying this shit. So you're saying, hold on, you're saying, you're saying it's okay for him to prevent a life from being taken, for him to take the life. What are you talking about here? So I'm going to stop her from taking her life, but I'm going to take hers. What did you accomplish here? Somebody fucking died. That wasn't it. What it was is he's a white racist asshole. His dick got hard when he pulled up and seen some black people with a knife. He said, oh yeah, here we go. Bang. I'm shooting. Four bullets? If you wanted to stop the situation, you're trained good enough to shoot. Why don't you shoot her in the leg or something one time or, or fire a shot, fire a warning shot or something to try to scare the motherfuckers from stop doing it. You, he put four holes into her. He tried to kill her. He did not try to de-escalate the situation. He put four holes. If, and this is a child. If I was a white child, he's not firing four, firing four shots in her chest. He's not doing it. He's not doing that shit.
3: I definitely agree with Ronnie, because at the end of the day, my answer to to your question is um, how he would deescalate that situation the same way they deescalated when they deal with hostile white people with weapons. They don't get not one shot into any part of their body. Period. Period. You never hear it. It's so many videos that show white people not only threatening cops, up, but they have walked toward them with loaded weapons and the cops beg and plead with them to put the weapon down. Exactly. And that's the whole point. This girl had a knife. At the end of the day, the knife was not being used on the cop at all or towards the cop. It was in defense of herself on her property, period. If there was a problem, he should have de-escalated that fight. And then he could have easily got the girl to put down the weapon once the threat was calm and got the young lady who did not live there to go home. That is what they're trained to do. But that is never what happens when they come to any sort of situation with black people. That never happens. They always pick somebody that they're going to rough up, beat up, or what what have you. It's never a situation where they de- de-escalate the situation. The um, scenario peacefully And that's the point that's being made Like I said um, Well like Ronnie said There was no reason to put one hole in her Let alone four And all of them were in lethal areas
0: Yeah And it's crazy Because you will a, a dude could go shoot up a school And kill 13 people And you capture him with no With no force But then you tell me that you gotta shoot this little 16 year old girl in the chest four times to subdue her. That's bullshit. You can't sell that, and I ain't buying it. That's bullshit. There's no way to put it. That's fucking America.
1: Sickening, man. It's sickening. It's sickening, sick, and it's even more sick that people continue to make excuses and rationalize this bullshit. This shit is bullshit, man. Straight up, like he just said, man. We seen, We've seen Dylan Roof kill 13, 13, thirteen people, thirteen niggas in the, in the church. church. You can go to fucking burger, burger King, king. But, but you, mean you mean to tell me you him can't stop, a, stop a, little a little girl overnight, what are you, you policing for?
2: Because that don't, don't matter. matter.
1: They're, They're designed, designed to, to do, do that, that to, to us. us.
2: Niggas, Niggas got to start, start waking up and paying
1: attention. attention. Let, Let me, me do, do these numbers for you real, real quick. quick. Black people cover 12% of the population. White people cover roughly 66% of the population. Black, Black people, people cover 40%, 40% of the prison, of the prison system. system. Now, how is it now, how is it that we cover that, that large that large amount of number in prison when it's only 12% of us in the, of country. Of us in the country? That's, that's systematic, systematic bullshit, bullshit, right, bullshit right, there. right there. Let's stop Let's rip rip thinking that all, that all shit, this, is all this shit is an accident, man. This shit is on purpose. They're killing our children on purpose. They're doing this shit to purpose. They're doing this shit on purpose. Stop saying just. None
0: None of these scenarios scenarios need to be played out. It's done on person, man. We got to wake up, man. That's real, man. So you got to get to President Biden and the VP. So they come out after the Derek Chauvin trial, and they give up. They both give a speech talking about how this is a new day for America and how, you know, this is a day in history basically trying to speak as if they're claiming victory over this trial. But before the whole shit happened, they told niggas, hey, we're gonna stay um quiet, we're gonna stay unbiased, because we don't wanna sway the jurors one way or another. But then right after the trial's over, you wanna come up and you wanna be like, oh yeah, and claim it for like a victory. Like these these motherfuckers is here for showing face like a motherfucker. Did you guys check out this? Like how do y'all feel that they never say nothing, but all of a sudden they felt that it was an opportune time for them to come out for some good PR?
3: That it was only for good PR. I mean, we already know the vice president's um track record as a prosecutor. So I mean, how much does she actually care about um black lives being taken given the fact that especially when it comes to crime and things like that when people come from a law enforcement background they have any sort of justification against black people in general so i i just feel like it was definitely the pr they had to say face they had to say something to address the nation to alleviate the unrest because They are anxious for the nation to go back to normal from COVID, from this racial unrest with um, George Floyd. They wanna help alleviate any bruised egos and um, hurt feelings and things like that because at the end of the day, they they don't want another uptick in violence. So, and they definitely don't wanna go down as the presidency that didn't care about this big event. So they definitely, Made a speech to save face and make it seem like they care so much, but they've been largely silent on the issue when it comes to this. So it's like I ain't even bother watching it. It's just I just don't feel like it's genuine.
2: Yeah, I didn't. I don't. I don't watch.
1: I'm just tired of the double standards with this shit. The shit is just the the shit is so double standard, man. It's people. People will say, let's say, a murderer, a killer, or even maybe uh, a child molester. Once you do that, you got to register for that for the rest of your life. There's no, he's reformed, he's recovered. People will never treat you the same way if you're found guilty of touching a child. If you say there's no reform or he's just no, he changed, he's that forever. Biden and Harris, Harris did what she did to the black community with her convictions and all the shit that she did. All of a sudden, oh, she's changed. She's changed. Why do we always move a goalpost for, for, for each situation? Some people can't change, but some people can. The fuck make you think she changed or he changed? I ain't got the blinders over me. These are still the same motherfuckers that did what they did to the black community with the 94 crime bill and all the, the black fathers that was put away by Miss Kamala Harris. So them speaking up, man, I, I'm so done with that. Like, speaking after the Chevin trial, it's a publicity stunt, man. For the people that that do believe the bullshit that they say and they spew, that's for them. But for the real motherfuckers that see what's going on, man, we ain't buying that shit.
2: And I would say we need to keep the same energy, man. Like, same energy as in when, oh boy, Trump was in office. And he had, you know, killings under his belt. You know, we were we were on his neck. But this dude, Joe, he racking up. He racking up some 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 deaths and a whole bunch of killings since he's been president. And it's just like nothing. Silence It's not even Joe's fault. Joe can't do no wrong. And then he come out and like oh show face and everything like that like like the panel saying man joe ain't changed they ain't they ain't changed they it's still the same old thing you know he'll come out say a couple things make everything America we we moving in the right direction y'all and then under wrap you know they trying to figure out how to build a a better system to keep us oppressed so like we gotta keep that same energy, as in tampering that energy that we had with Trump into Joe, and to put a fire under him too. Be like, yo, like you racking up more killings than what the other dude was doing, and he did a horrible job too. So, like, keep that energy. We gotta we gotta put pressure on on Joe too. That's my whole thing. Put pressure on that, person. on that president. My bad.
0: I feel it, man. That nigga Joe, money bag Joe, he gave niggas stimmies, man. Now niggas, niggas, man, niggas is so satisfied with nothing. It's ridiculous. We gave a nigga a little stimulus check? But Trump gave you a stimulus check straight out of his own personal account. The check said from Donald Trump, the first stimulus check, the government didn't say okay to and Trump went in his own pocket and gave the niggas money and nobody gave that nigga Trump no respect for it. But all of a sudden money bag Joe give you a check from the government, which is your own tax dollars.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Trump gave you a STEMI out his own personal money. The government gave you a STEMI out your own money, your own tax dollars, but you cool. He money bag Joe. You know what I'm saying? Niggas is oh, on, man.
2: And he racking up more bodies than uh, Trump <laughs> did when he was president.
0: He what 90 days in 90 like days, five, in how many five bodies school he got? shootings, three, four police murders.
2: And ain't nobody saying nothing. It no, ain't,
0: he oh, didn't man, even look, brought look, up the question. And he ain't saying nothing. They said that he too old to do a tour like Trump did. And he just gonna come out once every once in a while, just so we know that he's still alive. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's go, if, if this is the way it's gonna be, he ain't gonna make it no two two years, no no two terms. Because look at this first ninety days. But it's did, also
2: he- showing. It's also showing though, like oh they ain't gonna say nothing. Ain't nobody. That's why I say keep the same energy. Ain't mm. nobody. Oh well, they they're not. They're not upset at Joe the way that they're upset at Trump. So keep murdering away. Hey, keep doing no, thing. You know but,
0: but the difference is now that Trump is not in office, Trump is still out there doing rallies. Trump is still talking shit about Joe Biden every day. <laughs> Everything that Trump is still out there. The difference is now that now he's not in office, he's getting no mainstream media coverage. So now you don't think that the Trumpers still exist? No, them niggas is still rallying. Them niggas is still in the street. Them niggas is still talking shit. He they just aren't a, getting no media coverage.
3: Well, actually, and because the person in office is not a person of color, because when he was talking shit about um, Obama, he got mainstream media coverage. Mm-hmm. And and then of course once he was president, now he's out of office, and the person in office that he's talking about is another white man. It's just two white men bickering. That's all. Thank you
0: for that. I was dying. I was watching the Trump rally, and Trump said that he wanted to catch Joe Biden fade. That shit had me dying. I was dying laughing. He, he said it exactly like this. He said, it wouldn't even be a fight, because one tap to the chin, and poof. He's That shit had me crying. Like, this nigga Trump don't give a fuck. Like, damn, like. We're going to see how this nigga Joe Biden is, man. I'm giving this nigga a chance. He got my vote. I voted for y'all niggas, man. So don't let me down. But y'all are Democrats, so y'all probably going to let me down. True. Sure. Unfortunately, because all Democrats have done is sell black people lies and let us down. That's the history of the whole damn party. That's how they got any, any power in the first place. They didn't have no power. Until they got the black vote promising us all this shit. And then look at us 200 years later. Them niggas got half the government and we still ain't got shit. Fuck the Democrats.
2: Bad relationship. <laughs> Broken. All right.
0: Food. But let's get up out of here, man. What y'all got to, uh, Let's get some shout outs before we get up out of here.
3: Well, shout out to you guys once again. Always a pleasure to see you all. Mm -hmm. Um, also just, um, for those online, just make sure to check out my Instagram at the underscore vocal underscore missionary. Um, I have upcoming announcements for endorsements and ambassadorships. So just keep an eye out.
2: Oh man. Dang. I didn't even come up with a thing today. (laughs) <laughs> um, but, uh, shout out to Brand of Encouragement, Politics Podcast, Ms. Reed, boy, Ronnie. Shout out to the whole panel and everything of that nature. Dang, I didn't even come up with something. I gotta, oh, okay, I'll just make it up. Here we go. Uh, hey, I had to tell my wife, I was like, she was like, what you doing? And I'm like, man, what's hotter than the bottom of a laptop? And she was like, what? I was like, you. (laughs)
3: That's
2: what I told her. You know what I'm saying? Or you can tell her, you know, hey, Caleb, when you see your girl today, this is what you do, bro. When you go see your girl, you tell her this. You say, hey, baby, if you were a booger, I'll pick you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <Awesome>.
0: <laughs> this nigga's burnt out, man so, so we I mean, gotta,
3: that's the okay. intro to his book of pickup lines
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> We got uh, Stephen G live May 21st Tickets are on sale now in person and live stream So tap into that We're gonna kill y'all this summer with all type of shit, man We got movies, we got docu-series we're going gonna to really come with it, man, in the podcast. I
3: don't know what you're going to do, but so I'm going to get to it, man. We out of here.